Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com Senior Editor Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. Uh, So happy to be back here. Back in the same room. Back here together. (laughs) I'm back in Los Angeles uh, after a week where we recorded the show on two different continents. Bi-coastal. Or bicontinental. Bicontinental. <laughs> um, it's the newest, hottest club, bicontinental. <laughs> um, and and as Katie asked for, I uh, brought her back a souvenir. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! What is it? It really is a tiny big bun. It's a tiny big bun. Oh man! Careful what you wish for, huh? Uh, it's oh, it's a little. Wait, what is the going on in it? Uh, I think there's oh, tea, it's tea inside. There's tea oh, inside. I think it's English breakfast tea. This is tea. so great. Yeah, I'm actually cool. really proud of it. Oh, okay, great. And I love English breakfast tea. So it's a little miniature big bin in the form of a tin. Didn't even know I, I wanted it to be filled with tea until it was filled with tea. I call them big tin. <laughs> um, yeah, I was in uh, London last week, and I was in actually Copenhagen over the weekend. Randomly enough. And uh, how was that? Uh, cold. The home of Hans Christian Andersen. Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> uh, uh, and Denmark is, of course, uh, the home of Lego. Mm. And um, a lot of open face sandwiches and oh, um, herring. It, sure. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So uh, that was a hoot. And now I'm back after many hours of flying. Yay. Yay. So uh, happy to be back. And. Um, uh yeah because um the billboard pop shop podcast is your one-stop shop i just crash right into that (laughs) for all things pop on billboards weekly charts in addition you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news fun chart stats and stories and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop this week on the show we'll be talking about the oscars and if perhaps emma stone and ryan gosling could debut on the billboard hot 100 next week Ooh, that'd be awesome how there's new music we think coming from lord on friday and chart news about future bruno mars the Chainsmokers and coldplay lana del rey and lincoln park and oh so much more plus we've got an interview with the rising star dua lipa who debuts this week on the Pop Songs Airplay chart with her collaboration with Martin Garrix, Scared to be Lonely, and has already scored her own hit with Blow Your Mind. She's definitely someone to keep an eye on, and we're super stoked to bring you our interview with her later on in the show, so stick around for that later. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to us on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and heck, 
give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions, you can always tweet us, Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So, um, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, let's talk about the charts. Let's talk about the charts. Uh, this week on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Future debuts at number one with his new self-titled album, which earned 140,000 equivalent album units in the week ending February 23rd, according to Nielsen Music. And uh, more than half of those units actually were driven by streams, as we've seen recently with a lot of hip-hop acts like Migos and Big Sean. It's overwhelmingly getting streaming-oriented, which is no surprise. Um, it's his fourth number one album, and all four of those have been in a row. Um, but perhaps more interestingly... Could he maybe have a fifth number one, like, next week? Why, <laughs> why yes. Um, he's on his way to a historic first, uh, back-to-back number one debuts on the chart. Because um, his new Hendrix album, which just came out last Friday, mm-hmm. um, only... Like a couple days after he announced it, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he announced it, like I think existing on Wednesday. It was like an Instagram post, and he tagged the weekend and Rihanna, and is like, "Hey, how about another project?" Sure. And his fan said, "Sure, sure, we're in." Um. So, uh, yeah. Um. That, uh, according to industry forecasters, uh, could debut at number one on the Billboard 200 next week, uh, with around like 110 to 130 thousand units. Um, I, uh, this is all very interesting. Did you hear that they, <laughs> there were reports this morning, uh, Monday morning that a third album was going to come <laughs> on Friday. I did see that story, but it got shot down. So his manager shot that. Down. It sh- got shot down. So that's not going to happen. Maybe that's just a dodge. Maybe it really is coming. Maybe every Friday yeah. we we'll have a new future album. We'll find out Wednesday on futures Instagram. Who knows what the future <laughs> may bring. Oh goodness. And what future himself may bring. Uh-huh. Um, why do we think he's doing this? Why do you think he's doing, like, the, the one-two punch in a row? Because he can. Um, I feel like he he's prolific, obviously. I mean, I think that he's just constantly making music. And I also think it's interesting that he's chosen to release things in the album format. Because I feel like a lot of uh, rappers right now, like, don't feel constricted by having to release an album. They feel like... Why don't I just put the song out on SoundCloud and see how it does or put right. it on Spotify? Um, but he seems to like albums still, and he has enough material that he can just throw up another album, and he knows that his audience is going to mostly come from streaming, and that doesn't really put a lot of burden on the listener to find a second album right. within a week, you know? I wonder, uh, I mean, certain. I would like to think, as a chart aficionado, that perhaps the concept of having back-to-back number one albums was alluring. Uh, because otherwise, I mean, you probably would have like announced the two albums or dropped them at the same time, you know, like a la Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. I wondered whether he had issues clearing a certain song that was on Hendrix, and oh. then it came through. Maybe you know one of the bigger features that he has on that album yeah that could be and then it was like oh cool this is ready now too go Hmm. (laughs) ready set go um well uh, before he well he hasn't pulled it off yet but before this when he had his 
last three number one albums, all of those albums, all those number ones came within like like seven months of each other. Yeah. And, and that was notable. Yes. <laughs> that was the fastest accumulation of number ones uh, outside of the cast of Glee, which is kind of wishy-washy to count. If we don't count the cast of Glee, um, that was the fastest accumulation of number one albums since the 60s when Herp Alpert did it like a little bit quicker. Um, and that was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he, you know, thought, hmm, I can go even faster. <laughs> I, can, I can do it in two weeks. I just think there's no rules anymore. Yeah. And and so it's like, this. I feel like this might happen more often. Well, I mean, we I mean, we still are waiting for that Drake album to materialize. Mm-hmm. The, the more, the name just fell out of my brain, um, more life. And maybe there will be another Drake and Future album. <laughs> Remember when we were waiting for views? Uh, yeah. What a Time to Be Alive came out uh, with Drake and Future, so who knows? Who knows what the future will hold? <laughs> I'll just say and it again. clearly Future is making music. Um, so that's the big exciting news on the Billboard 200 this week. There are other debuts in the top 10. Make sure to read my story on Billboard.com and, of course, check out all of our stories about the rest of the debuts on the Billboard 200. Um, moving on to the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Ed Sheeran is still number one for a fifth week with Shape of You. He's far and away number one still. Um uh, ahead of the pack so he'll probably be there for a little bit then again who knows maybe Beyonce will drop a new single this mm-hmm. Friday we have no idea um, elsewhere on the chart Bruno Mars's That's What I Like hits a new peak Rising 7 to 4 that was the song that he performed on the Grammy Awards mm-hmm. well one of the songs he performed because he also performed Prince he also performed it at the Brits oh, the Brit Awards last week and right. Ed Sheeran performed Shape of You too a new remix version featuring Stormzy that's right Stormzy who's very very popular, popular in right the UK, now. and he uh, he released his own album on Friday, and that remix came out on Friday, so that also will boost Shape of You again next week. Um, we'll talk more about uh, the Brit Awards in just a hot second, uh, but first, uh, The Chainsmokers, Paris, also hits a new high, rising 11 to 6, um, and then outside the top 10, uh, Spring Has Sprung. On the Hot 100, uh, I'm just going to run these down real quick. We don't have to, like, really talk about them. It's just a whole whole lot of shaking going on. Uh, Kygo and Selena Gomez's uh, It Ain't Me jumps 93 to 12. Uh, Maroon 5's Cold featuring Future jumps 42 to 23, and that gives Maroon 5 their 18th top 40 hit. Lana Del Rey is back on the chart. She returns with Love, which debuts at number 44. It's the first single from her upcoming studio album. But wait, we're not done. Linkin Park's Heavy featuring Kiara, which doesn't really sound link- like Linkin Park at all, debuts at number 52. That's from their upcoming new album. And as we just said before, we're going to talk about the Brit Awards. A song that premiered, I believe, on the Brit Awards, The Chainsmokers and Coldplay's Something Like This uh, debuts at number 56. And I think the song hit retail and streaming like right after the performance. Right before, actually. Oh, right before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we reported that morning like that it was imminent and then it was like all of a sudden it was just on Spotify it was a boom and then all of a sudden Chris Martin singing it on the Brit stage like an hour later was the rest of Coldplay performing it they did yeah because Chris Martin did his George Michael tribute on the Brits where he duetted with George Michael that was completely solo but for the something like this something just like this performance the whole band was there okay yeah Coldplay and Chainsmokers everybody was up on stage um I remember ages i don't know when it was i remember that i think i think the chain smokers like instagram storied or snapchatted 
when they were in the studio with Chris Martin. Yeah, because there had been rumors about a collaboration, hmm. but um, and now it's here. And now it's here. What you're you're a uh, Coldplay expert, um, and you love uh, Coldplay. Uh huh. So, what do you think of this collaboration? Because to me, it sounds like it's the Chainsmokers. I think it's it's going to be a massive hit song. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not my favorite thing involving Coldplay ever. Uh, I think I probably the only fondness I have for it is because it's Coldplay, mm-hmm. uh, and less because of the song. The concept of the song kind of, I don't know, doesn't really sit with me. Does it? Does it sound like it could be any old collaboration? Sure. Yeah. And the lyrics are just kind of awkward. Like they're they're forced, superhuman. There's a lot of weird vowels and weird I don't know weird syllables in there. But um, I love Chris Martin and he sounded amazing on the Brit stage. And like I said, this is going to be a huge hit. So they don't care what I think. Well, <laughs> well I care what you think. And I mean, so as you said, it debuted. If the Chainsmokers worked with Madonna, we would be having a very significant right. discussion right now about this. <laughs> I like don't want to speak ill. Of uh, my beloved Coldplay, but um, they they entered at number fifty six, like you said. But that was uh, what was it? Only a day of tracking? Was it Thursday or Wednesday that the Brits? Uh, the Brits were Wednesday. Yeah, so only a couple days. Yeah, so it's so it's really just like one and a half days mm-hmm. of sales and streams, and then a couple days of airplay. So we'll weekend. really know next week. Oh yeah, it's going to do like I'm assuming it'll be like the Kygo and Selena Gomez thing mm-hmm. where that showed up a little early, mm-hmm. um, and then has a huge jump. So like really, Kygo and Selena probably should have debuted top ten if they had held it back at the right time. Yeah, yeah. And same thing with you know who knows where the Coldplay Chainsmokers song could go. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Coldplay and Chainsmokers thing kind of just reminded me of sort of unlikely collaborations. Like, I wouldn't have ever thought of Chainsmokers and Coldplay working together. I, you know, it's not that off base for me just to think of um, uh, Coldplay's last few years. Uh, they had the, I want to say it was Avicii who did the Sky Full of Stars remix that did really well for them. And then just this last year, their, um, or yeah, the year before, 2016, their "Him for the Weekend" remix um, right. did really well with Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. So like the the EDM Coldplay combo has kind of come up before. I just think this is the least successful version of it so far. This is no uh, what was it called, Princess of China? Oh, it's great. Song. This is no Princess of China. Love that song. And and I thought that was like when I first heard the words, "Oh, Rihanna and Coldplay." I'm like, that. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it. I'm like, okay, I'm completely an idiot. <laughs> Um, or Beyonce and Coldplay. Or like Linkin Park and Kiara. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Linkin Park and Kiara because, you know. You know what it kind of sounded like to me, though? Is, um, Kiara? A little bit like Fort Minor. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's With kind Holly of a. Brooke, exactly. Skylar Gray. Skylar Gray. Yeah, no, and so it, it, maybe it's, you know, Mike Shinoda's influence a little more than uh, Chester Bennington this time around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well,. Could the Oscar-winning, speaking of the Hot 100, could the Oscar-winning City of Stars debut on the Hot 100 next week? Maybe. (laughs) We don't know. Um, It's too early to tell, but Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, who sing the song together on the La La Land soundtrack, could debut on the Hot 100 with the track, which received the Best Original Song Oscar on Sunday. Um, And also Emma Stone, of course, won Best Actress for La La Land, which would mean that we would have yet another... Uh, acting uh, Academy Award winning actor reach the Hot 100 chart. And we've written about this before um, where, you know, we, we actually wrote about it sort of 
extensively when Jennifer Lawrence was on the chart mm-hmm. with her Hunger Games song. Um, I just love this sort of random trivia with, you know, actors who you wouldn't expect to be on the chart. Yeah. I'm but li- then sometimes it turns into Anna Kendrick with Cups, and it's, like, not only on the How 100, but, like, a hit legit song. Legit hit. Yeah. Like, a legit. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say legit, I think of, like, <laughs> Tina Fey when she was hosting the Golden Globes. Like, oh, no, this is legit. <laughs> um, no one's going to get that. Um, uh in addition to uh, City of Stars, uh, we'll likely see gains, of course, for the La La Land soundtrack itself, along with Justin Timberlake's show opening, Can't Stop the Feeling. Um, what, as a Justin Timberlake fan, yes. uh, Katie, uh, what did you think of the performance of Can't Stop the Feeling? I can very proudly say that I loved it. I I have not always been the biggest can't stop the feeling uh, supporter as far as like no you haven't um just uh, because I respect Justin's catalog so much but um but I thought that was like the perfect way to open the show because it, it felt like one of those like montages that they do like you know to open the show sometimes with him like walking through the aisles like it felt like a Billy Crystal big musical number right. but it was with an Oscar nominated song and then he started singing Bill Withers Lovely Day mm-hmm. in the middle of it which you don't know this but is my wedding song and I swear to God burst into tears oh my, my husband God. came into the room like what is happening right now I'm like Justin Timberlake is singing our wedding song like out of the blue and it really just like hit me so I loved it <laughs> so it was a smash tailor made for me in the Atkinson household <laughs> yes um wow um <laughs> Well, um, well. Bef- before we completely move on from the Academy Awards, let's talk about the best picture flub <laughs> at the end of the show. Oh, my God. Um, for those that are living in a cave, um, briefly what happened is that, you know. The wrong envelope was handed to Warren Beatty, who was presenting best picture with Faye Dunaway. And uh, he opened the envelope and he saw, we saw confusion on his face and, and he saw Emma Stone La La Land and was like this I'm announcing best picture why is there a person's name here this is confusing he hesitated did not want to say anything kind of wish he had just said out loud I think I have the actress card but you know it didn't happen that way Faye Dunaway grabs the card sees La La Land shouts La La Land and then it's just it all got swept up from there snowball and the La La Land producers were up there and like gave full on speeches like like, three of them gave full speeches I was actually transcribing one of their speeches because I was writing a a piece about like anti-Trump moments political moments during the ceremony and one of them had a really great thing about you know the first producer uh, I Just, think it was the second one, actually, that uh, had something. But yeah, anyway, regardless, I'm like transcribing this when all of a sudden one of them cuts in and says, we lost, actually. Moonlight is best picture. Warren came up and explained to the best of his ability. Turns out it was a mistake by the Price Waterhouse Cooper accountants on stage. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I, <laughs> when I saw this, I'm like, how in the world? Because this hasn't happened. And it just, no. it just made me. I'm so fascinated by it because you just wonder how did how did nothing so many things happen where it went wrong where the accountant handed them the wrong card and the accountant now all this is happening within like you know like 30 seconds what I heard was that each of the accountants there's one on either side of the stage there's two of them yeah there's one on each side of the stage they each get a card for every single category 
because you don't know if the presenters are going to be coming left or right. Right. So they each have one. And so the female accountant gave out her best leading actress uh, card to Leo, who announced Emma Stone. And then the male accountant still had his card, gave it to Warren Beatty. But, you know, on the envelope, it actually says. It said. It actually says it because if you if you freeze actress in a leading role, you can see it on TV. Warren is clearly holding with him and Faye Dunaway. They're mm-hmm. holding the envelope that says it before they even opened it. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it would be real cool if it said it on the other side of the envelope too. Maybe that'll be a change for next year because if he had seen it before he opened it, maybe he would have very clearly seen the the category. You know, I, 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 yeah, you something. Know, you know, here's <laughs> some things that need to be adjusted for next year. Um, okay, so um, our next topic before we move on to our interview, um, Lord. Oh my. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> I'm sure we're not the only people to come up with that one. Um, what in the world is going on? There's like a mysterious commercial that came out. Yeah, it came out in New Zealand, and uh, there, so. savvy social social media users put it up on Twitter. And it was very cryptic. It is uh, just Lord riding in the back of a of a car. There's a little music playing, and then it goes to a black screen, and it says NYC, uh, and then Thursday's date, which is the second. Correct. Was it NYC or was it like some New? The Zealand first one thing? said NYC, uh, March second, twenty seventeen, and the second one said New Zealand, March third, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so are we assuming that it was a? Are we assuming this is like a teaser for a song, perhaps? Because I guess I there's, think there's, so. there's a cryptic website that also goes along with this as well. Yes, that she tweeted out. This is true. Um, it's called the the this website is I'm waiting for it dot com. So people are speculating that could be the name of the song I'm right. waiting for it, or it could just mean waiting for new Lord music. Right. Um, well, it certainly has our interests. Uh, peaked yes um, and um i mean she's performing at coachella in april so it makes a lot of sense for her to get new music out, out before before that then again you know anything is possible as we see with future i mean maybe she she'll put out three albums by three then. albums all all this friday <laughs> you um, heard it here first <laughs> um, well uh let let us move on to our interview with uh dua lipa who uh, we love. Who we love. She was just great. She was delightful. Um, we always say delightful, but truly. I mean, no, seriously. And I told Keith that <laughs> my my strongest memory, <laughs> which you take this or leave one it. One of her strongest memories. One of memories. the strongest memories was the amazing boots she came in wearing. They were they were sock boots. Are you familiar with the term sock boots? Like where the top of the boot looks like a, a sock pulled up. Okay. And then the uh, heels of the boot were little lighters. Like tiny little cigarette lighters. lighters. Yeah, it, they were amazing. Are they? Were, uh, well, they were very. She, I mean, she she also you know kind of. Well, she came from the fashion world, yes. so it makes sense that yes, she's going to dress fabulously. Um, she's already collected multiple top forty hits on the official UK singles chart, over two hundred million views across her YouTube and SoundCloud channels, scored a hit single of her own on the Hot One Hundred with "Blow Your Mind," Mwah. and just this week she hit the pop songs airplay chart with Scared to be Lonely with Martin Garrix. She's also featured on Sean Paul's No Lie, and Sean had nothing but wonderful things to say about her a couple weeks ago on this very podcast. So, you know, go back a couple of podcasts and listen to Sean Paul talk, you know, sing, sing Dua Lipa's accolades. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, um, Dua just launched her headlining tour of the U.S., um, just a few days ago, and she recently stopped by the office to chat about her whirlwind year, uh, her upcoming album, and what we can expect from it, uh, her days modeling before she was a full-time singer, 
and much more. So here's our chat with Dua Lipa. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Dua Lipa. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm excited to be here. It's nice to be in LA. The sun's shining and it's not as cold as London, so... (laughs) Yeah. Feels good. It's I'm I'm in <laughs> I'm in London actually kind of often. Oh and, really? Yeah, and last time I was there, which was only like three weeks ago, it was freezing. S- freezing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm I obviously live here. Well, I don't obviously live here, but it's just <laughs> for me being in LA most of the time, I'm very thin skinned, evidently. Yeah. I mean I'm sure weak, you get weak living here for sure. To like... Londoners, they're just like, This is nothing. <laughs> I saw people... This is this is our summer this is balm and i'm all in a scarf and this, yeah <laughs> you guys and i'm i'm using this opportunity to just wear like all my summer clothes right again. i'm like yes finally <laughs> um well uh this is where i'm going to rattle off an amazing bunch of statistics about you so you okay. can just take a second um <laughs> it seems like the last year has been a whirlwind because you've had four top 40 hits on the official uk singles chart nearly 200 million views across your youtube and soundcloud channels Tons of magazines and websites have tipped you as one to watch, so no pressure there. Um, In 2016, you also earned five top tens on Billboard and Twitter's Emerging Artist Chart. And now, you recently scored your first hit single on Billboard's Pop Songs and Hot 100 Charts with Blow Your Mind. And there's more. You've got two collaborations that were just recently released, No Lie with Sean Paul and Scared to Be Lonely with Martin Garrix. (sighs) <sighs> and breathe <laughs> and breathe Katie was like and then she can just leave he's like, thanks for coming thanks in thanks for coming yeah. in this list of accomplishments like, we can find all that on Google I just wanted to get that out there and say you've had a really like striking impressive year how has it been for you this past year it's been amazing um, it's been everything I could have possibly have dreamed about everything that I've always said that I, I, I wanted to do and if five years ago someone came up to me and was like hey this is what you're going to be doing in five years time I would I would disown them as a friend and I'd be (laughs) like I don't believe you this isn't going to happen and 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 to have uh, I don't know just it's it's been an absolute whirlwind and from doing like festivals to doing my own European tour to getting to work with people like Sean Paul and Martin Garrix and releasing my own music and it's just been mental that's a good way of describing Mental. it. Have you have you had like a moment? Because it seems because it seems like you've just been like running and like nonstop, nonstop, and like there's always a new music video that's coming out. There's a, like a show that you're doing. You're in the studio. It, have you had a moment to sort of breathe? Really? I've had well between Christmas and New Year's, I had some time to just chill out, which was quite weird. I think for the first part of it, I kept on like refreshing my emails. Um, like there's nothing there. Are you sure I don't have to work? Are you sure? Are you sure I don't have to be doing anything? And it was, it was really nice to to just be at home for a little while and just kind of take some downtime and I guess reflect on the year and not be so worried that I'm not doing anything for a couple of days. Um, And, and then, yeah, I guess it's a bit weird the whole, the days between Christmas and New Year's when you're kind of stuck in limbo mm-hmm. and you don't know what the meaning of life is or <laughs> right. if you're meant to be doing anything. Um, and then, yeah, now getting back in the swing of it, I guess it was Be The One. We, rele- we re-released it in the UK. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just been mental. But I, I, I'm, I'm having the best time ever. And it's just been such a nice start to 2017, so... I'm excited. Um, you're in. The, are, are you in like the studio right now, like working mm-hmm. in Los Angeles? Yeah. So my album was is 
finished. Was is. Was is finished. <laughs> is and it really? I mean, the reason, because it was meant to come out in February. And now it's coming out in June. And now it's yeah. coming out in June. And the reason I'm here is to explore potential collaborations for the album. Uh-huh. So I've been working with some cool people um, that may or may not be on the album. <laughs> Don't you love it when you have to be like super vague? I'm just like talking time. in codes. I love. Like, I'm sure some of the code. people you'd like to shout from the rooftops, but, but. you yes. just have to wait. So yeah, we'll I see. Mean, we'll yeah. see if they show up on the album. It may or may not happen. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. That's why I'm here. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll save that for you. You don't need to keep going. Um, well, uh, Katie, Katie and I were realizing earlier when we were researching you, like, I didn't know that she was a model. And so you were a model for a time while you were a teenager? I, when I um, first moved to London, um, I, I got scouted to start doing some modeling, but I never really got any good jobs because I was never the right size. And it came to a point where... Um, Which is hilarious because uh, you're incredibly thin and beautiful. <laughs> like, you know, a model... We yeah, I'm not sure what they were looking look for like, there. So we thank think you. you're probably crazy. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I, I, I was very young and it, it, it just came to a point where they were like, oh, if you want to be successful, you have to lose quite a lot of weight. Oh, my and God. Um, and it, it, it's one of those things. I guess now, obviously because of that, I suffered from, like, body confidence sure. issues. But now... Obviously, I'm learning every day to love myself more and more, but it's something that I want to put out there to my fans, and I'm slowly learning to talk about it and just kind of help anyone who's going through the same things. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 a part of growing up, and it's something that inspires some of my music, even and like blow your mind. It's about being who you are and being happy and comfortable in your own skin, and um, it, it all just stems from from different things that have happened in my life. Yeah. That's great that music has given you the platform to kind Absolutely. of talk to people about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not even just that. It's so many different things that have happened in my life that I feel easiest to really get out there through music and being able to write about it and, yeah. So I, I guess in a way, like, that, in, in a weird way, the, that the modeling experience actually kind of helped kind of inform your music career in some kind of fashion, in a way. In a way. In a way. I mean, the, the reason I, I started modeling was a, a lot of my friends were doing it but also it was just like extra money yeah um and, and when someone says hey would you like to be a model I'm like uh, sure why not <laughs> come on and no one's was... asked me that on the street no one scouted me <laughs> not, yet, not yet not there's yet there's still a chance <laughs> there's still a chance um and it, it's god i can't even remember what i was about to say but um we were saying something important about how it informed your music career yeah um I, I was already posting covers up online, so for me, it felt like another way that I could get my music out by like meeting so many different people in the industry and kind of just being like, "Oh, check out my songs." Um, like I model, and I've got stuff on SoundCloud. Yeah, sort of nice. you should check it out. You should check it out. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, I, I guess, as much as it, it pulled my confidence down in some aspects, I was also able to just go out and just talk to different people and just be social yeah <laughs> i would imagine that it probably like uh, uh sort of educated you and you know enlightened you on like the right people to avoid uh in like the business and to a certain degree it's like okay now i've gotten the swing of this now i kind of know what the music industry might be like um uh, what i'm curious like what artists inspired you when you were younger and and now because your your music is is very pop but mm-hmm. it's 
and, and I'm not trying to categorize you, but it's like there's dance moments, there's poppy moments, there's sort of ethereal ballady moments, there's kind of hip hoppy moments. You're kind of I think there's a lot of diversity yeah. over the album, and and that's well for one, I don't think genres really exist. I feel like artists are really just putting out things that they love and things that sound good and things that they feel comfortable with. And that I wasn't trying to make categorize. Them feel... no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just. Um, you know, everything is very different, essentially is pop. Um, and it's the music that I've always listened to and I've never been ashamed of that. Um, like I've always loved Nelly Furtado and Pink and Destiny's Child. And like my parents at home listened to like Stereophonics and um, Radiohead and Oasis and just like so many different things. So I feel like growing up listening to lots of different types of music, I've always known lots of different songs but also loved lots of different types of genres mm -hmm. and when I moved to Kosovo when I was 11 which is where my parents are from over there everybody listened to lots of hip-hop mm. and my first ever concert I went to was Method Man and Red Man wow. wow and then in Kosovo in Kosovo wow and then it was 50 Cent and then it was Snoop Dogg actually somewhere in between was Chameleonaire so, <laughs> all, so all, all the shows you ever saw in Kosovo were hip-hop shows yeah Okay. And I was, I was, I loved it. It, I guess, and it, and it was something that 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 really inspired me. And I loved really hearing their their stories, and you you felt like you got to know them a bit more. And then, um, I guess now I love J Cole and Kendrick Lamar. And J Cole is one of those artists where when you listen to his lyrics, you really feel like you get an insight into his life. Mm -hmm. And and the kind of descriptiveness the storytelling is something that I really admire that I I want in my music to kind of have like a story behind it but then for it to essentially be pop and I've been describing it as dark pop and someone who does dark pop really well is, is Sia mm -hmm. where I feel like you really understand a part of her life but it's still a big pop song with a big pop chorus and right yeah that's well that that's... explains the wide range yes. of uh, like genres and influences it's a, it's a little bit of everything right. I'm also picturing you at 12 years old like going to like a chameleonaire a chameleonaire <laughs> sure I love it um, well you're going on your first uh, North American headlining tour mm -hmm. which um, by the time this airs people the tour will have just started okay cool um, so it started February <laughs> um, and it runs through March 17th um, and then you're playing Bonnaroo and Governor's Ball this summer which we assume is probably the tip of the iceberg. Then maybe there could be more festivals. We don't know down the road. We have, who knows? There could be more. Um, what's the best part about playing live for you? Um, playing live is one of my favorite things uh, to do. And I think I, I feel like I can really let go and it doesn't matter. So many people actually comment saying that every time they watch me perform live, it looks like I'm dancing on my own in my room. That's a compliment. Where, That's a good thing. Where I really, I just, I completely let go. It doesn't mm -hmm. really matter what kind of moves you're doing. You're just in the moment. And I, it's it's so nice to get to share it with so many different people. And to get to go out, I know this might sound cliche, but really seeing other people sing your songs back to you and having that moment to, 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 to share that with somebody else who, I, like, I don't know, my fans, and I feel like every artist will probably say this, but... It's so exciting to have someone care about something or be as excited as you for your own music. And 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 the reason that I get to do all these things and go on tour to so many different places in, in America, first of all, which is so far from home, I guess, for me, in a way, 
um, is is really exciting, and it's all because of my fans. Um, so. What was your first performance that you ever did when you started in music? First performance. Like, is it like a like a coffee house gig, <laughs> or is it just like get out there and be a pop star? It was. Um, <laughs> it was. I think like a, a label showcase. Okay. Um, and it was in Berlin and like 300 people had showed up and I was absolutely terrified. That's a big first I mean, show. I, I still get really scared before I go on stage, but the second I'm on stage, it's fine. And to some extent, that was kind of what happened the first time I performed, except when I was in the middle of my set, I was singing a song called Thinking About You and nothing came out. Like I just choked up and um, I felt like I couldn't breathe. So I had to just turn around to my band. I was like, we just got to stop. And my drummer, who's also my musical director, he was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, we have to stop. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean. That's terrifying. Yeah. Had a it was showcase too. Yeah. It was terrifying. But um, it was kind of funny because everyone found it endearing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and, but I was terrified. And everything worked out. You're still, I'm yeah, assuming, obviously was this worked. a Warner showcase? Are you still, this was, yeah. yeah I'm you're still on the label. Everything's fine. <laughs> You're still with them. Um, so it all worked out just fine. They clearly found it endearing. Yeah. It, it all worked out. It worked. It was actually my plan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was the plan all it along. It was the plan all along. That will be the story um, that you use in the future. It's my plan all along. Um, um, no, but it was it was really amazing and it just felt so good. I think nothing compares to the feeling you get the second you come off stage. Um and nothing compares to the feeling before you go on stage, the kind of <laughs> butterflies and the anticipation and the nerves and excitement and everything all in one is, is really special. So I remember when I took a little break from, from performing and then I went back and did another show and I got those butterflies and I was like, ah, oh, I missed this feeling. So, yeah. You're in the right business then, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we actually had Sean Paul in. Uh, a couple days ago to record the podcast. Okay, cool. Con- conveniently enough. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he said that you added so much to the No Lie single and that you sounded amazing on the track. He had nothing but like nothing the kindest words about lovely, you. Lovely, lovely things to say yes. about you. That's so sweet. Um, how he's, was, did he, go ahead, sorry. He's he's so cool. You know, you, you have this kind of idea of, of Sean Paul as this, I, I don't know, it's just, he's such a massive performer. And he's, he's such a big artist, and I've listened to his music since I was very young. And um, to have the opportunity to, to get to collaborate with him, first of all, without even having met each other to begin with. And then just getting to hang out and, and ha- like just chat to him, and he's just so down-to-earth and so humble and just really, really sweet. Um, so it was an absolute pleasure working with him. Uh, we we discovered that. I mean, we were expecting like Sean Paul, and then he got here, and he was like so nice and cool, yeah. and like yeah. Just, I mean, like, he's been chatting. doing this for like two decades, and has like four number one hits, and like he's just yeah, he was just the coolest, just so chill, laid yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, and he also said like in the video, he's like, man, she was like strutting it, and we're like, well, you did pretty good too in the strut. And he's like, ah, uh, you know. Um, well, I mean, we could keep you here like forever, frankly, because there's so much to talk about. But we should, we need to let you go at some <laughs> point. Um, well, go check out Dua Lipa on tour in February and March in America on festivals this summer. Pre-order the album if I think you're in the UK, mm-hmm. and then just look for it in America in June. Yeah. Just do whatever you can and go see her. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I go 
Thanks again to the fabulous Dua Lipa. I remember hearing, I can't remember what song it was of hers first. It might have been Blow Your Mind. Um, I was just like struck by her voice. Yeah. And then I started to listen to her other songs. And I'm like, I really like the diversity of the songs. Her music is really cool. It's, it's just very cool. really cool. And it's 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 thoroughly, it's it's definitely pop, but there's like, it's it's... There's an alternative edge. There's alternative, but then there's kind of like R and B, but mm-hmm. then there's kind of like rhythmic elements. There's kind of hip hop elements, which her very diverse background kind of makes sense yeah. with that. I mean, you know, she was going to like hip hop shows when she was like a, a, a kid in 50 Europe. Cent. Fifty Cent, like it was just nuts. So, <laughs> um, definitely uh, be on the lookout for her album when it comes out, and make sure to check her out on all of her socials, of course. And uh, that's about it. Uh, been a, a busy jam-packed show full of oscar talk and warren Beatty and faye dunaway yes i was joking i'm like oh well maybe uh maybe uh in all this uh, hubbub about city of stars coming back on the ch- or hitting the charts mm-hmm. and and you know can't stop the feeling having a big gain perhaps next week on the charts will we see any of warren Beatty's music perhaps his duet with madonna on now i'm following ah. you from the dick tracy soundtrack <laughs> will that make an impact probably not <laughs> If Keith personally buys enough copies, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we should go out on that song. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. obviously. Now the people need it. Clearly, that was a setup. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Might be falling out of rhythm. Don't know what I'm doing with them, but I know I'm following you. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.